himself too said yeah. Matthew 24. Maybe the Lord will let me preach it tonight. I know I've preached along this subject several times over the years. But I think it's more prevalent now than it's ever been in our lifetime. Preaching on the days of Noah. I believe we're so close to leaving here. It'd scare you if you knew how close we were. If it's true, my wife read something this afternoon that you need to find out about. And if it's true, we may be in the beginning of the very end. So you go home and Google something and see what's going on in the world right now. You know, God has set his time clock in order. And we are a part of that time clock. Our day and our hour, I, I, my Bible, I've underlined hour, especially in Matthew 24 here a lot, where I preach this is your hour. But I wanted to read to you here in verse number 37, Matthew 24 and verse number 37, it said, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in thee days that were before the flood they were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away so shall also the coming of the son of man be he said then shall Two be in the field, and one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, and the one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doeth come. But knoweth this, that if the good man of the house had known in what, notice this, watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have suffered his house. Notice this. He would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Father, help us right now to hear the words of God. Father, we're, we're living in days... Lord, that you told us about in your word. God, we we need to look close tonight. We need to hear what thus saith the word of God the day that we're living in. God, that the signs are all around us. God, we sometimes just choose to ignore them. God, you have your way here tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, signs of the day of Noah. Bible said they were married and given and married. You think about all that's going on around the world, and, and I've got to thinking about this a lot lately, so you just indulge me a little bit here tonight as I, I go around the world just a little bit. I know the other few months back we were talking about this, Della and Terry and I, when we were eating together. You know that overseas in Arabia, I think it was, they got so much money, they're building islands. And I know a lot of you probably saw this island. It looks like a palm tree. How many seen that? They've been pumping sand and pumping sand. and pump. Now, I ain't talking about Lake James, the big island on Lake James. I'm talking about an island that's miles and miles and miles long. They have built shopping malls on this island. Condos on this island. It looks just like a palm tree now. You can see it from outer space. It's so big. And I thought about this, Brother Chris. As man set himself up as God and say, I'll build whatever I want. 
I mean, isn't that kind of boasting and showing off a little bit? We're talking about an island that holds like 50 or 60,000 people at any given time. They said when the malls and stuff's full, it doubles in capacity. And I thought, what kind of money did it take to build that? I mean, they showed them ships with 24-inch dredges pumping sand 24 hours a day to build this island. You know, something like that in the days of Noah, wasn't it? They were giving him marriage and marrying. They was doing their own thing. They was lifing at the man of God. They was lifing at the church, if you will. And they sure are lifing at the church now, aren't they? He said, notice what he said. But as in the days of Noah, where, notice this, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Listen. Are we not in those days again? Have you ever noticed how much satanic music, let's start with music, has been so accepted in my generation? Amen? Now you think about what I just said. Why they've sung songs in my generation that a hundred years ago, they would have shot you in the morning. Yeah. That's how bad it's got. And our world has accepted. And I, listen, I'm not blaming the world. I'm blaming the church tonight. We never stood up. We never spoke up. What we did was shut up and sit down. I'll never forget when I first got saved in 1987 and I began to study the Word of God and look through things that's happened over time. There was a time in America when there was not one movie made that wasn't approved by the church. Amen. The very year that Anton LaVey makes a satanic Bible, and if that ain't satanic Moving forward, I don't know what is. I mean, he come publicly with it. A satanic Bible in 1969 was the very same year that the world churches said, here in America, not all over the world, but here in America, we can't afford to do that anymore. Yeah. I'm going to say something tonight going to hurt a lot of preachers. Ain't it a crying shame that you got more in your golf bag than you would give to the work of God to keep some satanic music and, and movies from being made and played? But the church would stand up and say, we can't afford to do this anymore. We can't afford not to, church, to take that stand and stand on it. What happened to unity in the churches? Why could listen, I know there's 220 churches in McDowell County. Are you with me? There's a hundred counties in North Carolina. If you had a dollar a head for all of them, how many dollars would that be a month? Now multiply that fifty times. Hello? How much money would that be per month? If every church just gave a dollar, we can't afford to do that anymore, the church said. And you see where we're at. Amen. Satanic music's on every hand. Satanic Bibles are openly displayed. Look at the lifestyle changes in our lifetime. They didn't only come out of the closet, brother. They went out of the closet to the White House. Yeah. They went all the way. It wasn't just coming out of the closet, brother. They taking over. Yeah. They're saying if you don't believe our way, then that's a hate crime. Well, I say to them, you must hate us as Christians. Amen. They do. They hate a true Christian for the stand that we take. As in the days of no, that's what I'm preaching tonight. Are you listening? Now you think about it. If satanic music increased, so did satanic rituals. I have never understood, and some of you it's a whole lot smarter than I am. Help me with this one. 
how can the peace symbol that's known worldwide be an upside down cross? Did everybody get what I just said? When we gave a peace sign, this was it. When they made the peace sign, this was it. So how can it be an upside down cross and say anything about peace? Who designed that thing? Who originated? I don't know. But it looks to me like if you wanted peace, it would be a cross straight up. Because ours the only peace we'll ever know. They were just making fun of this man of God that was building a boat that was going to hold the world's life in its hand. Now stay with me. Don't let me lose you. Have you ever seen, and I'm not just talking about the world, I'm talking about churches rebelling. When they go to ordaining anything and everything and putting it behind the pulpit, that's rebellion. That's rebelling against God, against the Holy Ghost, and against the book. Amen. They may cut me off there for saying these things. That's all right. You'll hear them. It needs to find a lodging place in our heart. It needs to find a place to start. Amen. Listen, the church was founded on Jesus Christ. Amen. And listen, when you get away from the Bible and the teachings of this Bible, it no longer is a church. It's a cult. That's exactly what it is. And the world's gone following it. Amen. The world's accepting it. You think about if God told Noah to build this ark and God didn't tell him how long it's going to take. He never said, hey, you're going to build this thing 120 years. He just said, build it. Well, listen to me. This is a point I'm trying to make. We've been preaching it for 2,000 years now. He's coming back. Guess what? It's going to rain one day. It's going to rain fire and brimstone. When it rains at this time, brother, he's going to wipe it out. Hey, listen, when he wipes her out this time, he's going to purify it with fire. Oh, yes. And then I wonder how they'll like their little satanic rituals. I wonder how they'll like their little uh, cults that they've gathered up. Oh, you know, we got to be right. We got thousands of followers. So did Hitler. So did Mussolini. Amen, so did Jim Jones. Oh, yeah. That don't make them right, no matter how many million they got following them. Amen. Right is right and wrong is wrong. He said, as in the days of Noah, so shall the end time be. Listen, have you ever seen... I, I, I'm, I'm not Dave. I don't know a whole lot about computers. But isn't it funny that time you get one, it's outdated? Amen. Now think about what I just said. By the time you get it, and they charge you an exorbitant amount for it, in three weeks you can buy it for a third of that because it's obsolete. Isn't that knowledge increasing? The Lord said that they'd never come to it to, ever learn it. Never come to the knowledge of Christ. Isn't that something? Seems like the smarter we get, the dumber we are. Amen right there, preacher. Think about it. Can you see some old boys? (laughs) They got their little social club and they've had their little meeting and they've had their little funny hats and they've had all their little rituals and and they say, well, the first order of business is Noe. What do you think about that nut down there? And they get all around and get together and they say, hey, that'll never happen. It ain't never rained. It just ain't going to happen. He's a nutcase. Wonder what happened when it rained. I wonder what they thought when, when it didn't stop raining. I wonder what he thought when it got up to their necks. And they was on the top of the tree, on top of the house, and that was all they could do. Wonder what they thought then. Same thing they're going to think when two's in the field, one will be left, one will be taken. 
Amen. Now, stay with me. You ain't going to like this statement, but I believe it's true. I wonder how many will be left sitting in the church house. Am I right, Brother Terry? How many will be left sitting on a pew that's had a ritual, had their name on the roll of some church, they said, and they'll be left sitting when the rapture takes place. Why? Because they've never fully come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ in the free pardon of sin. Yeah, he's a crazy old man, but he had heard from God. And he was doing the bidding of God. Amen. Listen, I'm trying my best to do the same. (laughs) Hey, have you ever noticed how fast the population is growing? Think about this. It ain't been... Five years ago, China penalized you if you had more than one child. How many knew that? Penalized you. Yeah. If you wanted two children, (laughs) they'd assume you'd die. You know what they said about two years ago? Have all the children you want. You know why, don't you? They're getting ready. They got to get them raised up. Got to have bodies to put in line. Amen. Listen, it ain't by accident. The flood did not come by accident. It was God's design and it came from the word of God and God's word will be finished. Every jot and every tittle will be done. Listen. I don't like to get on it. I wrote all this down so I wouldn't forget all these little things. Have you ever seen the church accept the kind of marriages that they're doing now? Let me tell you what I've experienced right here at Charity's Mission, Free Will Baptist Church, since we started here in 91. I had one of my members at that time ask me, can I have a wedding down there? I said, well, what kind of wedding you want to have? Well, this I'm telling you the gospel. We've got a witch. We want to perform the wedding. I'm telling you the truth, brother. And we want to put a pentagram right here. And we're going to have to stand in the middle of the pentagram as she does the ceremony. One of my members, oh yeah, sit right over there. I said, you are out of your mind. That is not happening at the church. Period. 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 If you don't take a stand, I'm telling you people, they're whittling on us little by little. They'll get in your pocketbook and then they'll get in your living room, they'll get in your house and then they'll get in your head and the first thing you know, you're thinking just like them. I said, no, that'll never happen in the church as long as I'm alive. We're not going to have nothing satanic. We're not going to have black cats. We're not going to have witches and warlocks. We're not going to have Santa Claus and Christmas trees and all of that garbage. No, we're not. Not in the house of God. This is God's house. This is where we're saying, God, please come meet with us. I wonder how many on the outside of the boat when the flood really got there wish they was on the inside of that boat. I want to listen. I, I, I've, this is me. You correct me if I'm wrong, Terry. How many of you think laid outside that thing said, Oh, God, forgive me? In their dying breath. Yeah. They weren't wanting to get in until it was too late. They'd made fun right up to the end. Oh, I'm talking about what happened in the days of Noah. If you look around, it's happening right now. The world is looking on us like we're obsolete. 
We don't need the churches no more. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm going to hurt your feelings. I ain't going to apologize. We got videos. We got the internet. We got TV evangelists. We don't need to meet at the church house no more. Yeah. We got all them things. What do we need you down there slobbering on us for? What do we need you hollering at us like that? We can turn the volume down. Let me tell you why you need it. God commanded it. Forsake not the assembling of thyselves together. Much more, he said, as you see the day approaching. We ought to be gathering every day for church. I can't get you here three times a week. What if I call for seven days a week? From now on, I'd find me another church. Yeah, you'd find one agree with you where you only go once a week, once a month, once a year. Amen. Automatic rapture ties right into their bank account and they could care less about your soul. This old redneck preacher cares about where you're going to spend eternity. Amen. I care about what's preached in this pulpit. I care about that we gather together in fellowship. How many gathered around the ark and screamed, let us in, let us in. But when God shut the door, no man could open it. When God shuts the door, the door is shut. Period. Oh, I'm a good fellow. He'll let me in. Yeah, see how that works out for you. Amen. You know what God's going to say? Your membership in that organization I do not recognize because it doesn't come under the head of the blood of Jesus. You had an organization, you had a big crowd, you had a big budget, and you had a big, big to do, but you never had Jesus. You never had nobody to tell you the truth and you never heard it where you could repent of it. You want me to give you some scripture for that? Go down there where there's 450 prophets. Uh, amen. 450 of them prophets of Baal. Not counting the prophets of the grove there. Yeah. And they're screaming and crying and cutting herself. Wasn't but one old man of God. He never said nothing about a denomination. He said, God, let them know that you're God. He didn't say, let them know that I'm right. He said, God, let them know you're God. And that's what he did, wasn't it? And they all died. Hello. I tell you, sinner friend, without Jesus, you'll die. The sad thing of it is you'll never get through dying. You're going to die for eternity. And you'll never get through dying. You'll wish you could die. You'll pray that you could die. But you'll never, ever die. What was the sins in that day? (laughs) I wonder how many times the Holy Spirit came by their hearts, Terry, and said, Better listen to that old man. The Holy Spirit gave them opportunity. They stopped and listened to what he had to say, but they never made a movement for his command to repent. And they died in their sins. Are you listening? Listen, grieving the Holy Spirit gets you in a heap of trouble, friend. Can I tell you something, church member, listen to me. You grieve the Holy Spirit long enough and he won't visit you. He'll say, why would I go there? They don't want me. They don't listen to me. They don't react to what I'm telling them to do. I'm telling them to worship and they're sitting there like knots on a log. I'm telling them to praise the Lord and they're playing shut mouth. Why would he keep coming Are you listening? (laughs) Can I dig just a little deeper? If the preacher's asked you to do something over and over and over and you ain't never done none of it, why would he ask you to do anything else? 
Oh, because it wasn't in the limelight, you didn't want to do it. Because you couldn't be the big cracker in the whole cheese. Yeah, you didn't want to do it. If you ain't going to give me a plaque in front of the church and recognize that I picked up one cigarette butt out of the parking lot. And you got to put it in the news, you know. Why? Why would God waste his time when you keep grieving the Holy Spirit? And I say that to us as a church. When the Holy Ghost of God comes in here and he gets grieved every time he comes, he's going to quit coming. You say, well, it's just me. You may be the key. I'm having a bad day. You still might be the key. God said, if I can get him or her to move, I'll bless that place. And there you are, choking the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Yeah, that was one of the sins they had in that day. Yes, it was. Grieving the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this is one that I like. We got a lot of progress in America right now. But we ain't got none with God. We've progressed in everything. <laughs> Let me check see what time it is. Oh, I ain't over time. It's quit raining. I know you're wanting to go, but you ain't. We get to the point to where all we think about is progress. And we forget without God there is no progress. If we're not growing in the grace and the knowledge, let, let me just throw it in the church's life. Church, if we're not growing in the power of the Holy Ghost, Amen. we're not progressing. We're not. Do you think in that day they weren't building and giving in marriage, raising families? The Word said so. They were progressing, but they wasn't getting a bit closer to God. I touched on that a little bit this morning. We got our automobiles, we got our dishwashers, we got our, our clothes dryers and all of these things to help us that we could have more time for God and we're doing less now than we ever done for God. Amen. Let me go back to an old preacher in the mountains. Preacher Lamb. Walk from Red Hill in Burnsville. How many walkers we got in here? Like to hike? Just Benny? Michael? All right, I'm going to send you boys on a little journey. I want you to go to Red Hill in Burnsville and walk to Flag Pond, Tennessee. Now the roads are paved now. They wasn't when he was doing it. He walked from there and preached revival and walked back. Work in his garden, take care of his family, milk his cows, slop his hogs, and start walking back for revival. My daddy told me this. I said, Daddy, he preached all week, said he preached 10 days. Walked it twice, there and back every day. I said, Daddy, how much money did they give him? He said, If I remember right, we had a quarter. You reckon he was preaching for the money? I believe he's going to get rich at a quarter, don't you? Which that's a lot of money back then. I understand that. That's probably a half a day's wage. Yeah, some of them made 50 cents a day back then. So he walked 10 days, 20 trips, and made a whole quarter. But you know what he done that most people don't understand? He progressed in the family of God. He progressed in the power of the Holy Ghost of God. Daddy said when old man Lamb go to preaching, he said, brother, you talking about getting hot. He said he'd turn up the heat on you. I said, well, didn't you ever repent, daddy? He said, no, I just sweated it out. Ain't that what we're doing now, just sweating it out? 
Well, let me inform you. You keep sweating it out, you're going to go to a place where there ain't no sweat. You're just out. Oh, yeah. Heat's going to be turned up. You beg for a drop of sweat. But you'll never get it. What happened to us, church? As in the days of Noah, they were progressing, but they weren't progressing in God. They were carrying on just like nothing. <laughs> Help me, church. Pray for me. Have you ever seen the day on an hour, Brother Terry, Chris, when spiritual ignorance? I had to write that word down because I knew I'd forget that point. You know how many people is in church and don't even know John 3.16? It's not been but several years ago the fake news media went and stood before church. And you go back and check this for yourself. And they asked the people coming out of church what the four gospels was. How many in here know what the four Gospels are? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Do you know that better than 70% that came out did not know what the four Gospels was? Now, wait a minute. Somebody missed the mark. They're either not hearing or somebody ain't teaching it. Spiritual. Spiritual thing. Hey, I was taught that as a toe-headed boy. Amen. Bless your heart, Miss McCormick, for teaching me that. Me a nodhead. Should have took a rock and bashed my brains out, but you love me. Kept teaching me. Yeah. She should have killed me. She had a right to. She loved me because of those four gospels. Isn't that sad, church, that the spiritual things in the house of God are not even remembered? What did the preacher preach on? I don't know. How many songs did they sing? I don't know. Who is the pastor of your church? Uh, 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 uh. You'd be surprised how many times I've asked people, well, who's pastoring there now? Uh, uh, uh. You know what that said? I ain't been there, I ain't been there, I ain't been there, I ain't been there. They've changed three pastors since I've been there. That's what that's saying. Are we talking about spiritual things tonight? <laughs> do you know that most church folk do not believe in demonic spirits? Most church folks don't believe in speaking in tongues. A lot of church folk don't even believe in anointing with oil. Amen. What are you going to do with them pages in the Bible? Amen. Yeah, there's a right way and there's a wrong way, but it's in the Bible, folks. Well, I just don't believe all that. Who cares what you believe? If God put it in his book, he put it in there for a reason. Amen. Right? Well, we just don't do that down at my church. Well, you don't have a church. You ain't got a church if you don't teach the Bible. Amen. You ain't got a church if the preacher ain't preaching the Bible right. and the things of the Bible. Amen. Whether you like it or not, those things are in the Bible. Live right, die right. Amen. That's in the Word. Amen. It doesn't say that verb, but it says if you live right, you can die right. Because after death comes the judgment. Are you with me? Say amen. <laughs> you know, our churches have allowed so much to come in. We've had organizations and we've had ball games and we've had anything and everything. Hot dogs. Christian monkeys. We've had all of these things. And yet we are not near as spiritual as we used to be. 
You know why? Because you're relying on something or someone else to do your part. Amen. Wonder, listen to me carefully. You ever just think about if? Anybody ever think about if? If Noah had had more help, how long would it have took? Hello? We're talking about a boat big enough to hold a lot of people. But Noah didn't have no help. Just his family. Who got on the boat? Just the ones that helped. Amen. Have you ever seen a day and an hour when people don't want to help the church? You call for a work day, there'll be two or three and they'll be old and broke down. Show up. The young people don't see the need anymore of working at church. Amen. The world has taught them you ain't got to work. Our government's teaching them that right now. Oh, they said at home, we'll send you mailbox money. Oh, I forgot you're too lazy to go to the mailbox. We'll direct deposit it for you. Amen. I mean, America's got so lazy they won't go to the mailbox. Uh, can you just put it in my account? Are we doing God that way? Uh, shouting on a credit. Let's bring it up. Shouting on a credit. I just shout on credit then. Can I say this to the people that says that and thinks that? That's the biggest hypocrite in the church. You're shouting when you ain't got no right to shout. You're shouting when you don't know what you're shouting about. Amen. You shouldn't shout on credit because you know where your name's recorded. You ain't got to go on credit if you know that. Jesus paid the price. Go ahead and shout. But you ain't got to shout on credit. Woo! <laughs> Let me try to finish this thing. You know, the secrets in the days of Noah was that sin had increased and church had decreased. Have you noticed that lately around here? Sin has increased and the church has decreased. Tanya learned that song that I heard going down the road one day. What's wrong with living right? I mean, really, what's wrong with living right? It seems like People rather see somebody sitting. Well, help me, Jesus. <laughs> I just wonder, hypothetically, if your pastor come in here drunk, smoked up, amen, and he stood up here and he said, Well, it's an herb. I want to tell you something. We probably double next week. Let's go down there. That preacher believes in smoking a little weed. You can have a little hot toddy for the body. You can have three or four concubines and that's all right. Let's go down there to church. But because we preach the book, pews are not full. <laughs> but I'd rather have the pews empty and have God that have the pews full and know God. Amen. Amen. I wonder how they felt when the water rose up and the boat took off. Can I tell you how they felt? They were already burning in hell. You know what's the sad thing? All of that water could not put out the fire of hell. Covered the whole earth. And could not put out the fire. My, my. Reckon God's letting us see some of that. Sin's increasing day by day. And let me say this to the church. Our church sometimes is beginning to accept things like that. Amen. Listen, it'll start with a little thing. It'll start a little. You, you know, Chris, don't you ever do it. I'll call you down. He ever comes in here with one of them spiked purple hairdos? I carry a pocket knife. I know, brother. They, they can glue them on. Come in there like that and want to sit behind God's piano and sing about my Savior? No, no, no. 
Well, you're looking down on them folks. No. I'm telling you, if you got saved and got right with God and you want to play God's instrument, you look right. You'll talk right. What did the preacher just sing about? You'll go the right places and do the right things and ain't nobody got a foot at you because it comes from within inside of you. Amen. I had long hair when I got saved. What well, nobody had to tell me to cut it? Holy Spirit did. I didn't feel right till I got it cut. Why? Because of what happened on the inside. That day of Noah, sin was increasing and they agreed with it. <laughs> you know, when judgment come, stay with me, I'm closing really. When judgment came, the only ones that, listen to me, that was walking with God is the only ones that survived. The only ones that was walking with God is the ones that survived. Now I want to tell you this, Noah was not perfect. He proved that when he come off the boat, didn't he? Are you listening? Oh, I know I'm boring you to death. Rain's over, you want to go home. But Noah found grace. That's what I'm trying to get you to find, grace. I know you're not perfect. God knows you're not perfect. But he said, for strive for it. Those that are willfully sinning and doing things that, that they know is against God's word. You know better. You know better. Now try to do better. Amen. Let's just turn back at Genesis. Chapter number 6. Let me read a scripture or two. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, let's start in verse number 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that, notice this, every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. Listen. And it grieved him at his heart. We're talking about God. Being grieved that he made us. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping things, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Are you with me? Say amen. I'm glad somebody found grace. Churchless hold on to Jesus. Let's hold on to our old songs. Let's hold on to the old past. Hold on to the same old story. Amen. We could change and get more folks. I want to tell you the truth. I've got enough to answer for. Amen. I've got enough to stand for God for already. I don't want nobody's blood dripping off my fingers and them saying, hey, he didn't tell me the truth. He told me this would be okay and this is all right. I don't want that. I've got enough to answer for. And by the mercy and grace of God, Jesus will step over and the balances will balance out because his blood covers our sin. As in the days of Noah, church, let's stay with Jesus. Let's stay with the old way of worshiping and praising God. If ain't but 15 or 20 of us here, so be it. Hey, there wasn't but eight saved. (laughs) Out of all the earth, eight's all it made it. Ain't that sad? You know, I'll tell you what I'm really glad for in this scripture tonight. I'm glad God did not tell me how many died. Are you listening? 
Do you ever have a heartbreak because you know somebody died without God? And you know they, they're going to lift their eyes in hell and there ain't nothing you can do for them now. And if that doesn't bother your heart every once in a while, maybe you had a, just a brief acquaintance with them. And maybe they passed away. Did we take the opportunity then to just say Jesus loves you? Jesus will save you. You don't have to be what you are now. You ever thought of how simple that is? That's how we're going to win them, church, by loving them. I like what the old boy right down the road here said, the drunk, right down the road here. Went to church that Sunday. Preacher saw him come in. Boy, he parred up on the sins of alcohol. He run to the back door the pastor did to shake that old boy's hand as he left. Right down the road here. And he got to the drunk and the drunk was standing there and the preacher said, what do you think? And the drunk said, I knew I was a drunk when I got here. Didn't I tell him he was a drunk? He already told him about Jesus. How Jesus can save him no matter what he is. Is that the way we miss it sometimes? We'd rather harp on what we know they are rather than what they can be. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. No better, no worse than anybody else. Lies on my way to hell. There wasn't but one could help me. And since I've come to Jesus, listen, I'm closing. I got to baptize my mama and my daddy. I got to baptize my mother-in-law and father-in-law. I got to baptize my boys and my granddaughters, grandsons. Now I'm baptizing great-grandchildren. See what happens when one will come to the Lord and how the chain goes down the line as in the days of Noah. There's a lot more in this story tonight that I could have told, but that's what God wanted me to tell tonight. He may have me preach something else all along the same lines later. You could get real deep on what was really going on in that day. There's a lot in there about what was happening. What's happening in America? What's happening in our churches? We got one denomination of church that has beer and wine. Yeah. I ain't ashamed to say that. I'm ashamed it's happening, but I ain't ashamed to say it because it's happening. We got them got coffee shops and cakes and donuts, big screen TVs, got a whole production crew. I wish I could remember that church out Midwest. Their budget for the church is $13 million a year, and that's been 20 years ago. $13 million for their production. What happened to Jesus? What happened to the blood? What happened to grace? What happened to the wrath is coming like a thief in the night? Let's stand. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Chris, if you want to come play, play. Church, do you want your church to change or do you want us to stay with Jesus? Your church will be what you are. Because you're a member of the body of Christ in this church. Do you want your church to change directions and get liberal and get modernized? Or do you want us to stay with the course with Jesus? It's in your heart tonight what we do by how you support the work that's going on here right now. 
Your attendance says a lot about what you truly believe, what you truly hear, and what you're truly doing. Your offering to the Lord tells the church they support the work that's going on there. Your love one towards another tells what's being taught at your church. Because the love of God should be first in our hearts. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, body, soul, and mind. Can you honestly say those two things tonight? Who is my neighbor? One that's in need. That's who your neighbor is. It ain't the one that lives across the street or around the block. It's one that you know that's in need tonight. That's who your neighbor is. You need to pray. Would you slip out and come? Right now as the Holy Spirit's moving. God say pray for your church. Pray for you. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your family. Whatever God's telling you to pray for right now is time to come. As in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the end times. Church, if we don't see that now, we're spiritually blind. Our church needs prayer. Our people need prayer. The pastor needs prayer. Teachers need prayer in this church. We need God to be more real now than ever. We want the Holy Ghost so real when a sinner comes in, he can feel a tugging at his heart saying, Come unto me. And it will be if we're where we ought to be with God. So would you right now say, God, is there something I need to pray about? Prick my heart. Prick my heart that I'll go pray. God and you can get the glory. So Father, help us right now. In Jesus' name we ask it, Lord, for the Holy Spirit of God to be in this place. Search our hearts. Search our lives, Lord. Help us to get closer to Christ Jesus. Stay with this old King James Bible. Lord, that we can be a living example of the love and the mercy of God to a lost and dying world. Father, I thank you. I love you. I praise you for all that's here tonight. God, all that's being done for your glory. Wherever they gathered in Jesus' name tonight, and the men of God broke the bread of life. Let the people be hungry, eat and grow. We ask your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.